This is Line Dance Podcast. Hello. And welcome to the Line Dance Podcast with Christopher Gonzalez and Megan Barcelia. This is part two of a playlist breakdown we're doing of January 13th, 2021 at Stoney's Rock and Rodeo. In the last episode, we talked about the beginning of the night, which was about 7.04 p.m., and we made it all the way to, well, let's see, we had Honky Tonk Highway at 9.46 p.m., and then we had an additional one, two, three, four, five dances after that. So we're at about 10 p.m. right now. Um, continuing on from there and getting just right into the thick of things, we have Fake ID. Uh-oh, which version of Fake ID do they do? Well, you see, this had been the first time anyone had come out to Stoney's in a while. I look at that as blank slate. Anything goes. They were all trying to figure it out as they went. And I don't even think I did the first wall. I, I don't remember whether anything has had really been established yet strongly. So we just kind of decided what we were going to do. Uh, I know that at Mavericks... Back in the day, uh, when people were doing their own regional versions and facing whichever way they wanted to after the ba-na-na-na-na-na, we went three-quarter turns wherever we were. Um, so if we were on a sidewall, we would do ba-na-na-na-na for three-quarters, and then that would, I think, either be on the front or on the back, but it was always a three-quarter turn. I remember that. Other places I've seen always do a full turn or always turn to the front wall, whatever. Uh, there isn't really a set canon way to do it because the choreographers of this dance didn't really uh, do it all the way through. They have a tutorial of how to do the steps because these steps were in the movie Footloose, the, the remake version of Footloose. However, you never really see them do the whole dance from beginning of song to the end with the tags and the restarts, whatever, all the little exceptions. Everyone just kind of had to figure it out on their own. Uh, do they do like an A and a B or do they do A and B and then just stitch that together and call it the dance and then do it over and over, no tags, no restarts, dance through everything? It's so very complicated. For this particular night at Stoney's, I didn't... I don't want to say I didn't trust anyone else to like, you know, just do a thing and say, oh, that's what we're follow what we're doing there with that. It made the most sense to me with how confused everyone was to just go to the front wall. It just, but no, 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 front wall, no, 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 front wall. Anywhere we were in the dance, no, 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 front wall, because then you don't have to think too hard and you can just enjoy the dance. I don't know what's going to happen the next time we dance Fake ID at Stoney's. I don't know who's going to decide where we spin that night. But on this night, January 13th, we spun to the front wall. And then, of course, Megan and I were the only ones who did Part B back. Da, 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 da. Clap, 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 clap to finish the dance. I think they just did another Part A because I think at the end of the dance you do a couple Part A's. They just did another Part A. But we did the clap, 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 clap because it, it syncs up really nicely. Yeah, um, I'm not sure if you were out there from the beginning, beginning, or if you jumped in right after the first wall or during the first wall. I just knew that at some point we were going to have that question of how are we turning and how far and everything. And normally you and I will actually sit out the first two walls to, to like see what people are doing and then just kind of jump in with the masses and be like, oh, okay, we're doing a full turn or, oh, okay, we're doing three quarter turns. Like that's what we're doing. Um, but this night I think I threw all caution to the wind and I was like, I don't care what they're doing. I'm going to do this one. <laughs> like it's just going to be easier if I just go in confidently and just dance this dance the way I feel should be the easiest. And fortunately you and I were 100% on the same wavelength with the front wall. And we just, we were just like, didn't even like check in with each other with that. We just went, yep, front wall. And we were both on the front wall. And so it just made it that much easier just to like own it that night. Just because I think with everybody, you know, kind of like being off for the last month in general, when we started the dance, like the first couple counts, people seemed unsure, which to me at that point kicked in with the, okay, well, you just lead it. They'll figure it out. They'll do their, they'll either figure out their own thing and do their own thing. And then they'll look at me like I'm crazy or they'll just follow me. 
and then they're crazy because they're following me. But that's a different story. If there had been any point when I jumped in that wasn't the beginning, I think for me it would have made the most sense to do the second wall um, part A because if they're doing A, B back to back, because some places do that, there's no syncing up with that. They're just going to train roll their way through that entire dance and you cannot sync up with them the way we do it. Um, but if they're doing two A's, that tells me they're probably going to end up doing this entire dance somewhat phrased. I can work with that. Um, even if they do the, here's my money now get out of my way bit a little bit differently. eh, It's either half and then B or B and a half. But after a few counts, no one's counting and you're back on part A again and we're all good. Um, but if they're just doing A, B, A, B, A, B, it's too weird. And I wouldn't, I don't think I'd want to dance on the side of the floor while they're doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but by the second wall, you could see that they were doing another A, so it was all good. Then we have a repeat of Country As Can Be uh, to the song Whiskey Drinkin' SOB. A lot of folks call this the outlaw. I soapbox a little bit about this in the last episode, but uh, there are reasons. Um, and it it's fine. It's fine. I think the choreographer's okay with it being called the outlaw. I just call it Country As Can Be because I'm the way I am. Uh, Sling and Mud was up next. I actually taught this way back in yonder day to Sonoma State Line Dance Club because we had a couple of members, Riley and Morgan, who very much wanted to dance this dance by Guyton Mundy, Sling and Mud. Um, and it's a kind of a complex dance, so we, I broke it down. I don't think I really danced it after that, except for when Riley would come to club or Morgan would come to club and they'd want to dance it. And so I did not dance it tonight because I don't remember most of it. Also, <laughs> to complicate things further, um, back at Mavericks, we used to do MIB to this. So uh, when they say whatever they're saying, uh, big truck, big tires, slinging mud to the sky, clap, clap. In my head, I still hear the clap, clap, because that's where we clap, clap for MIB. And I, I have not de-imprinted that from my mind in all the years since Mavericks has been closed. It's been six. This is the sixth year now, I think, because I think it closed in early 2015. So we're coming up on the six-year anniversary of it being no longer around, yet I still hear the clap, clap in my mind for MIB slash Sling and Mud. After that was Four on the Floor. I don't think I have a whole lot to say about Four on the Floor. Uh, I remember when I finally did teach it, the multiple times that I've taught it to Sonoma State Line Dance Club, being surprised by some things, like it's a crossing shuffle, and oh, here's how the penguin walk really goes, because I learned it the way I learned it at Mavericks. Um, This is no longer the dance it was for me, um, where before it was like, top two of most difficult dances <laughs> I knew fake ID and four on the floor. And then, you know, somewhere in the upper echelons of Olympus, uh, I, I eventually learned broken heart, uh, by Virginie Barjot of wanted, uh, the line dance group in France before on the floor was like definitely up there. Like if dances were in the justice league four on the floor, would be like a solid green lantern or flash. Love the reference. Yes. Uh, and now I, I just, I enjoy it still. I have memories with it. It's not a must rush out to the dance floor, but you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit it out if I know it. it. It's got too much energy. I might not dance it the second time through if it's a non-challenged night, but I definitely did dance it on this particular night. And I guess I'll just throw out the next three that are on there because I didn't dance two of them. Uh, Mr. Put It Down AB, I did dance. Then Clap Snap, I did not. I've think i've followed it i may have danced it all the way through once but i don't think i've ever had to teach it and then i did not dance the slow song okay so obviously country as as can be we were out there for i don't know what we were doing but it was probably one of those that we were modifying the steps and trying to be ridiculous and just laughing um just to see what we can do i do not actually know sling and mud so i sat that out happily just to get another break because I did not know how this night was going to finish up and we still had quite a bit of night ahead of us. So I was certainly out there for four on the floor, even though I was trying to figure out if I trusted myself just to dance it or not. And I had to like fight with my head to just stop and let my muscle memory take over. 
because there was a few moments in which I was like, do I do this or do I do that next? And I was like, Shh, quiet, just do it. <laughs> Mister, um, put it down, A, B is one that I have taught many a times. It is one that I actually enjoy for a beginner dance because there is room to play and modify the steps to make it a little bit more challenging for those who are ready for that next step, but not quite. Um it's a, it's a good way for me to get some of my students to understand how to variate um, with a dance because there is room for it. After that was very entertaining because I did not, for the life of me, trust myself in remembering clap snap. So I, I walked out there with one of, one of the girls who had requested it and I looked at her and I was like, I don't remember this dance. This should be fun because... I think the last time I had danced it was March with Rebecca at Hot. <laughs> um, and so that w- had been a minute. And so I was like, okay, do I trust it? Do I just let it go? I was like, okay, let's see what happens. And it was in there. It was in there nice and solid-like, and I still didn't trust myself. So it was an interesting experience to say the least. And I was actually relieved to sit out the slow dance. Obviously, the slow dance is a dance that we do know because it's just walking back and forth and rocking or whatever. But we also took the opportunity um, with COVID not to be quite so close to everybody else on the dance floor and just kind of sit it down because it's not exactly a line dance either. So yeah, we totally didn't count these this in our challenge. We took this as a here is a guaranteed water break. So we took advantage of that. Yeah, ditto for any kind of two-step. That's not a line dance. Two-step is not a line dance. That's freestyle. I don't do that. Or at least I wasn't doing it on this particular night. Uh, also, quick note about Mr. Put It Down AB. I actually, once upon a time, long, long ago, taught this to my senior group, uh, and we did it to the song Mr. Sandman. Aww. Yeah. Uh, now, you know, in reflection and uh, in hindsight, it's probably a little complex for them even as an AB dance. Um, I think I, in the time since we had to do a hiatus for my class due to COVID and then, like, bringing it back, I kind of phased out as many box steps as I could because jazz boxes are just not the safest for people who can fall uh, easily. And I try to keep it side to side, forward and back, not cross over when I can help it. Uh, Moving down the line here, we have New Thang. I danced it. That is a statement of what happened for that dance coming from me. I danced that dance. Um, a lot of people know that dance now. There's not a whole lot of room. <laughs> I, I don't remember moving my legs very much. Um, I don't think I even ble- really played with it that much, really, because there, there's just not room on the floor to do very much. Yeah. So it's all up and down motion instead of the side and forward and back that I'm used to. Um, so yeah, I danced new thing. Uh, one that we had forgotten that we eventually squoze back in uh, was eye candy. We we danced it, and then we danced a whole bunch of other stuff, and then we're like, shoot, what was the one that came somewhere in there? It was an easier one, I think, and then it was eye candy uh, by uh, Jordan Murphy. And I still enjoy that one, um, especially when it's like at its vanilla-ist vanilla. Um, it's very beginner-friendly, very beginner-friendly. Toe-strut, toe-strut, point, point, toe-strut, toe-strut, point, point, back, 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 vine right, vine turn, done. Uh, the challenge with the original song Candyman is that it's very fast. <laughs> it's hard to follow, and it looks a lot more complex than it really is. Um, but if you were to do that to a slower song, which I think I also used to do. I don't even remember what it used to be for um, or what, what, what it used to be paired with in my senior class, but I definitely used to do eye candy yeah. with them. Uh, and then another couple here. We have Make It Shake and Smooth Funk. I did dance the, the second go-through of Smooth Funk. This was a repeat since it was taught earlier in the night. I danced it earlier in the night as well. But since this was challenge night, of course, I danced it again later. And Make It Shake, I danced. And we were just recently looking at video of us doing dances at Palm Springs Winter Break. And the energy, the energy of those kids that we used to be. So much bouncing and just so much explosion out of every limb and I don't think I danced to make it shake like that at Stoney's on January 13th, 2021. I think it was maybe a little cleaner. 
and um, punchy and with feeling. Um, but I, I don't know that I could do make it shake the way I danced dances years ago um, the same way unless I were deliberately saying, okay, close eyes, deep breath, we're going back in time. <laughs> no limits, no technique, just wiggles, wiggles and liquids. Yeah, yeah. Make it shake has come a long way for me since then. Yeah, um, it's actually funny that you uh, bring up that video because the dance that uh, we were watching is actually one that we did later this evening that on this playlist, so that was fun. Um, and yeah, there is definitely a difference between that first Palm Springs and now for both of us. I, I, I think I think you even said something about like now you understand why. Like when Michael Barr says, I'm just exhausted looking at you or watching you. <laughs> yeah, I was certainly looking at, at myself going, wow, I was very enthusiastic. <laughs> I think is the appropriate word I was looking for to be nice to myself. Um, going back just to a few dances, I definitely dance new thing. Like you said, I have come to the point where I've danced it enough that there's areas that I play with it, but safely on this smaller floor with the amount of people that are there, I didn't trust my modifications with everybody's surrounding me's dance style. Um, I, I, I tend to be a little bit more leery when I'm at the bar and there's people closer to me just because I don't know what they're capable of. Like, I know I can move out of the way and I can modify things and I can, you know, adjust my steps. But people at the bar tend to dance big and take a lot more room than they realize, as I have learned from past videos of myself, that... (laughs) You know, it's it's one of those things I like to be a little bit more controlled and and watch my surroundings for. So I didn't I didn't go all out on that one. I did thoroughly enjoy trying to remember can- eye candy and uh, playing with that one and make it shake. So here's where the night got a little interesting for me. Uh, for those who are unaware, I might have mentioned it in the Florida playlist recap, but. I am dealing with a knee injury and a micro tear in my, um, oh my gosh, I can't even think about it, my, in my knee, basically. And so I've been physical therapy and like trying to get it back to where it's supposed to be. And I knew from Florida Line Dance Classic that Make It Shake is a little bit harder on me than I would like it to be. And I did remember that, I swear, but for some reason I got out there and danced Make It Shake at quite the um, attempted 100% capacity that I am not at. So afterwards, my knee was a little a little tender, so I had to kind of take it easier and take smaller steps and really think about what I was doing after that, but... I had fun doing it no matter what. So that's the important part. Um, After that, we had Smooth Funk, which I definitely, this was the the dance or the moment in the night where I was like, okay, we've played it a couple times now. Do I do Lay It Back or do I play Smooth, or do I do Smooth Funk? And that's when I came up with the argument that it was the dance taught that night, therefore I should keep it to that dance. So that was the dance that I chose to go with. Then we have another few here. <clears throat> All Shook Up, Ain't Too Cool, and Stomp Like What? Uh, All Shook Up, I have very fond memories of doing from uh, Davis Graduate. It was very popular there before the grad closed. Uh, we are now at a moment in time when the uh, San Luis Obispo graduate is also closed. I don't know if there are any of the old graduate um, businesses still in business in any state. I don't. I, I know that there used to be a few of them, uh, but we just lost our other California one. So uh, 
now all I have are memories of doing All Shook Up at the Davis Graduate. Uh, one, one in particular is uh, my hands are shaking, my knees are weak, and people do like a in-out knee motion. That's fun. Yeah. All right. Then after that, as I mentioned, we had uh, Ain't Too Cool. My memories of that are uh, partly doing it with people in Lion Dance Club because they a lot, a lot of them really like it. Um, or liked it, you know, over the various semesters that it was taught, and also originally learning it from Elliot Marr down in Southern California at his dance studio class. Um, I don't often think to do this one, like it's not one that I would necessarily request just out of nowhere, but when I do occasionally dance it, depending how the night's going, you know, I might have very fond memories of it. And then Stomp Like What? We did the demo video of Stomp Like What for our friend Jonah Lieberman, in pretty much the middle of the night, it was a line dance emergency, and we were called upon to run out and record it. It was... I don't know why it was as challenging to just, like, get it into my body all the way through a full take uh, <laughs> as it was, but we were different dancers then, different time. It was time. also, like, 11 o'clock at night. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> so I guess we should forgive ourselves slightly for that. Um, but, yeah, I definitely remember that mostly when I think of this dance. Um, and it didn't even occur to me until like long after I, I had choreographed uh, "Back in Your Heart" that he had that Jono had an out out coaster step at the end of "Stomp Like What." I think a lot of the bar people just do like a jazz box yes. into coaster step, cross back coaster step instead of the out out coaster step. Eh, I mean, I guess it gets you where you need to go, but I prefer Jono's version. <laughs> yeah, it's um. I don't remember what we were doing, but we had just gotten back from doing something and we got a message from Jono asking if we had a place in which we could record a video because he needed it ASAP. And so he sent us the step sheet. We drove to campus. We, you know, um, got into the room and set up the, the tripod and the stereo and tried for the longest time to like learn this dance and both of us our brains were just shot at that point and we finally had gotten it and we're like okay that's close enough good it's good enough send it to him send him it's fine so it that's another one where it's kind of funny to know that like we were there from the beginning and like to see what people have done with it and how they've modified it and how they've played with it and yes um it's interesting to me when you look back at the bar scenes that I have personally been exposed to I don't want to speak for everywhere although I kind of assume I am and how modified things become because either a people don't remember it it's not taught enough to keep it in that fashion or people have danced it so much that they have altered it and done their own thing. And then other people come in and they just try and kind of follow. And they get like the basic concept of like which way to move down. But not like the actual true steps of it. Um, it is one that I remember there was a couple people at um, Stoney's trying to follow this one. And I remember breaking down the last couple counts to it so that people knew. I was like, this is how it's actually choreographed. Once I teach it to you, it's up to you what you're doing. But I need to teach it to you how he or she, this case he, uh, choreographed the dance. So just in my own conscious, like, I need to do that. So um, it's, it's fun because I think at one point – cat added a little bit of styling where people can like bend down and instead of clapping normal after the stomp they can bend down and clap like underneath their knee for the second one just to add a little extra something so that's something that stony does but um half of half of them do it and half of them do it regular so i i think she stressed pretty accurately that like it is a styling option <laughs> you don't have to do it uh, but going back just a little bit, all shook up. Like you, I do have fun memories of that one. 
Um, I certainly enjoy the the knees are weak part and like handshaking like a leaf. And like there's just, just some very specific memories in that dance that like I can see myself at Stoney's dancing it. And it's, it's just a lot of fun. Um, so I'm glad I was able to learn that one. Ain't Too Cool. I remember Ain't Too Cool, Sugar Honey IT, and Stitches were like the first big three dances that I wanted to learn once I realized there was more dances out there than that was done at our little rinky-dink local bar. And the first time I went to Sacramento Stoney's and I was like, I need to know these dances, these three dances. You need to teach me these three dances. So you were patient enough with me and you taught them to me. And I have since danced them numerous times. And I remember there's a few of them that we went down and got to dance with Elliot and some friends down there. And I remember at that point I had danced it enough and I'd been exposed to um, the circuit enough and watching people like Rachel McEnany White play with her dances and just kind of like act out some of the lyrics and like do holds and like just really have fun with the music. And that was one of those that I definitely have played with. And I remember... Elliot had actually like videotaped me and put put a video up on YouTube of me dancing this one. So it's like, it's one of those where I'm like, I'm never going to escape that. Okay, at least I was having the time of my life, though. That's the most important thing. So I, I certainly remember that one. And then, like we had said, uh, Stomp Like What was after that. Uh, what's it, actually, side note on Stomp Like What, what's interesting is I know three different dances to Stomp Like Hell. I know Jonna Lieberman's, Rachel McEnany White's, and I think it's, um, is it Pat Esper? I think that's who, it, who the third one is. Um, because they're all done different at different places. So prior to COVID, we had Stomp Like What by Jono done in Sacramento. Rachel's Stomp Like Hell was done prior to it closing at Saddle Rack. And then Stomp Like Hell, the third version, was done at Jackson in San Francisco. So I found it interesting that, like, the three locations that immediately surround us do three different dances to it. I, I don't normally see that. Normally, at least, there's a little bit of a crossover, and only one of them does it differently. So that was kind of fun. And I just so happened to show up to catch the lesson of each of them. So, um after that, we have a God Bless Texas. And I'm going to totally rant on this one just for a quick second, and I'll hand it back to you. So God Bless Texas is one that we quote unquote phased out in our Hot Monk Twin Oak playlist because of safety issues. And I say safety issues because... Where we learned it or what the people do in our area, I and I mean like we're our direct Sonoma County area, not like North Bay. Um, instead of stepping forward first, somehow we got the notion to step backwards first, which if the people in the front line step back and the people in the back line step forward, you got some issues. So we've conveniently gotten away from it because there is there was a group of people that have done this so much that they had such a hard time when we tried to teach them to step forward adjusting that we were like, okay, let's just kind of like see if we can't like play other songs instead of this one. Um, so I don't normally get the opportunity to dance God Bless Texas. But it's challenge night. So that was interesting enough because the other thing that I have come to learn is we really didn't know how to do this dance at all in Sonoma County. At all, at all, at all. Like we knew that there was like step touches and we knew that like there was claps. And at some point you turn around 
But that's about like the extent of the accuracy to the step sheet that I can describe. We did like this hop, 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 kick, kick, hop, kick thing that just is not what the choreography did. So we've recently went over the step sheet. Oh, I can't say recently. That is a lie. It's been like a year and a half <laughs> since we looked at the step sheet to see what it actually was. And it's like a step flick kind of thing, like kind of in shoop. Yeah, something like that. Like it's it's kind of like it's similar to the move in shoot where it's like a kick flip into a hitch kind of situation, but then you kick forward again and then you have a couple like hitch kicks, but it provides it so that you can step forward again to restart the dance in a natural sense and that is just not the case. So, it was interesting trying to actually apply that after seeing it in the step sheet once. So um, it was a challenge in itself, and I, I, I was glad to have the opportunity at least. Okay, I am going to step down from my soapbox and hand the mic back to you. I mean, that's a lot of, I guess in different terms, more or less what I was going to mention, just that we, we did it on the floor where everyone else was dancing it, but we were doing it the way we relearned it um, after we knew that there was a relearn to be had. Uh, yeah, I think... In Sonoma County, we did the back four times, um, stomp, stomp, hand to hip, hand to hip, and then just shake your butt because, I mean, a couple of things you can always do in line dance when you don't know what you're doing are spin until you land on the right wall. If you've forgotten where you're supposed to be, just throw in a spin. Spin two, three times, wait until everyone's facing one direction, then land there, and that's where you are for the next wall. Um, And if you don't know what to do, just do a suggestive hip motion. Make it a body roll. Maybe maybe it's a a hip swing this time. Um, that can substitute for anything that you're not entirely certain about. And in God bless Texas, there's a knee roll out and a knee roll out. Nah, just shake your butt because it's Sonoma County in 2013. Why not? Um, and then the way I remember doing uh, the after you do the vine and then the other vine, I remember it being like a hop, 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 all on one foot. So you're hopping on your right foot, hop, 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 hop in a half circle step at the left, kick right, step at the right, kick left. And as your left leg is going from the kick and swinging back down past your other leg, then it swings down and behind you to do the back clap, back clap, clap, back, and so on. And of course, all of this is terribly wrong. <laughs> it's it's step... It's dangerously wrong. Yes. It's step, kick, left foot forward, turn and flick the right left foot back, then kick your left foot forward again. But then when you do a step, you don't do a kick forward you do a hitch the hitch keeps your weight low and it keeps you traveling forward and then you step the right down and you hitch the left and because you're low and weight's going forward you want to step the left forward into that k step that makes sense but if you're doing it the way we did it in sonoma county then of course the other way would make more sense and like you said safety hazard (laughs) people have their way that they've been doing it for years they don't want to change it they don't want to take the lesson even if you try to reteach it so if they're not going to be able to coexist with people who are doing forward while they're doing back, then you just stop playing it. You find other dances to play during those three minutes because there's always another dance you can play. Uh, double scoop came after God Bless Texas. I did not dance it. I don't think I've ever learned this. Nope, and not uh, Megan has not either, apparently. And uh, the choreographers, I had to pull up. Uh, and I think, oh, I, I closed it already, but uh, it was um, Derek. Derek, Debbie, uh, Rosie, and Jill. Derek Steele, Debbie Pencoast, uh, Jill Babinick, and Rosie Multari. And that is uh, one that Kat at some point taught that I guess really took off. Um, it's it's a cute song, and I've seen the movements. They are, they are appropriate for the song. It's just one that never quite crossed my path enough for me to say, oh, yep, time to learn it. But it's nice to have some dances like that because it means there's something for you to look forward to. There's always something waiting for you to learn so that you don't just feel like, well, gosh, now that I, now that I know everything, ugh, I'll just sit on my hands and wait for the next big one to come out. Like, it's good to save some for the future. After that, we had Going Ham and Booty Shaken, and uh, I don't know that I felt anything new or interesting in particular doing Going Ham. I think I might have helped somebody who was trying to follow it, and I just did the, the movements cleanly. Um, 
but I've danced this one very many times. And I don't have a whole lot to say about booty shaking because I already mentioned in the last episode that I danced it. It was one of the teaches. Backtracking a little bit with booty shaking um, to the previous episode when we stated that it was one of the lessons. I think it was interesting that it was one of the lessons because I... I know that for the most part, I dance this pretty accurately to step sheet, whereas a lot of people at in our Stoney's Rock and Rodeo area doesn't do not. They add like a cross and then like side and kick kind of motion as opposed to just a side together um, instead. And they add, they add a lot more things to it where I do not. And... While Kat was teaching it, I remember she was stating like, you'll see people do this and you'll see people do that. And then you'll see people do this. And I was like, it had been so long since I had danced. I was like, okay, no, I don't, I don't do that part, but do I do this part? And I was like, trying to remember how I danced this dance because it's one of those that I don't know if I could just dance without the music. I think I've imprinted on the music telling me which part I'm supposed to be doing so much at this point that I don't trust myself to even like attempt to like if we song switched it like would I know this dance would I actually know it um so I was trying to recall how I danced it and I was pleased to say that I would say about like 97 to 98 percent of the dance I I danced to step sheet so I was very pleased with myself when I found that out um, but it's one that I actually really enjoy dancing. It's, it's a fun one. So I, w- I was certainly excited to get out there and, and be able to enjoy it again. Uh, as for going ham, going ham is one of those that I actually competed with for one of the stagecoach competitions that I had done that did, w- um, win me, uh, one of the slots on, on the competition and, it's one that I have found ways to play with and add spins to and turns and, and take out turns. And I have a very interesting body roll. And there's a moment that brings me back to Jackie Patino every single time when they talk about like, ra- like you know, like raising their glass um, and you like, you know, you put your hands up in a raised glass motion, fill your cup. That's what it was. Um, and so like every time I do that movement, I think of her, that makes me smile. So I really, I really enjoy doing that. Um, even though it's certainly one that is on that list where like it is a guaranteed play at least once every night in our area, regardless of which venue you are at. So it is a staple in our bar scene up north in California for sure. So I might not always dance all out on this dance when I hear it, but I definitely enjoy when I'm able to cut loose on it. Um, next after Booty Shaking, we have Juicy Fruit. Yep, uh, Juicy Fruit uh, by Shane McKeever was a dance that I first saw him post on Facebook and I thought, oh, this looks very interesting. A lot of the patterns here are fresh and uh, go well with the music. Almost looks like something kind of like Masters in Liney um, or Scott Levinsy with its innovations and um, cleanliness, I guess if I can say, efficiency, tidiness. Um it, like some dances move all over the place, like Revolution. Uh, this has a lot of action, but you don't move too far from where you've started, which is kind of nice, especially in a bar setting. Uh, I originally learned this when uh, a person that many folks in the line dance community will know at this point, uh, Joe Mendence. Uh, I was introduced to him as Joey, so I still think of him as Joey, but a lot of folks know him as Joe. Um, he, he is, uh, a, I would say, a, a loved and appreciated member of the line dance community who I think was starting out more as like a, a partner dancer enthusiast. Uh, but he eventually met you, Megan, and uh, got really into line dance. And this was one of the ones that he had learned that he was very enthusiastic about but did not have other people to dance it with. And um, I, th- I don't know if he asked me if I knew it or if he asked me to learn it, but I took it as a challenge. Like, 
sure, yeah, I'll learn this like right now. <laughs> so that night over the course of, I want to say like three songs, between one and three songs um, played in, in open dance at Stoney's, I pulled up the step sheet and I just did it over and over and over on the side of the floor. And then, you know, three dances later or however many it was, um, when it was played, I felt pretty confident in it. And for me, that was a challenge that I hadn't, I don't, I haven't taken on in a long time where you just like crash learn 64 counts of some complex Shane-esque stuff. Um, so, you know, I, I had a positive association with that dance and doing it on January 13th, 2021, I hadn't done it in a little while. So I wasn't entirely certain how that was going to go. But after the first wall, which had one little hiccup, uh, at least for me, um, the rest of the walls went all right. And I was able to play with it. Like I, you know, typically able to, because like I feel comfortable with it now. Um, But yeah, this, this one for me is associated with that, like one night, three song, learn it or you're going to be one of two people out there um, who kind of knows it or doesn't uh, challenge. And I think that was good for my brain to be under pressure like that. So for that, I thank Joe slash Joey Mendence. And maybe if he has another one that he wants me to learn in three songs, uh, he can can toss that out to me one of these nights at Stoney's. After that, we have... Can't Stop Us by our friend in SoCal, Elliot Marr. Uh, this one is interesting because it has two restarts, and they happen at, after 16 counts. It's a 32-count dance, so some some folks would say, uh, well, it doesn't need that. You can just dance through it, and you know, it still matches up eventually to where it would have been. Uh, but he, I guess, really liked the way that it felt having the restarts, and I think for some dancers that can be helpful just the consistency of well this is where this part of the song is this is where i do this part of the dance uh he also as i recall envisioned it as being a dance that should not be limited to that song he wanted people to song change it he he chose patterns that would work for a lot of different kind of uh, kinds of music and i've only ever seen it danced um at Stoney's, at least, to the song uh, You Can't Stop Me by Thomas Rhett and who's the other fellow? Uh, the other country male singer. Yeah. <laughs> that, that other one, you know. Does he wear a hat? The, the youngish guy. Maybe there's some stubble once in a while. Um, yeah, that uh, that's the only pairing I've seen there, but I know that in SoCal they, they do kind of follow his wishes. And every once in a while, they'll say, oh, you could totally do Can't Stop Us to this song. Uh, the, the dance is Can't Stop Us. The song is You Can't Stop Me. Me. Yes, that's the difference there. Um, yeah, I really like the way that it, that it goes with that. I also really like the song. I think it's a positive message where he's talking about uh, you know, his friends and all this love and gratitude that he has for his life. It's just nice to hear that when you're out for a night of dancing. You know, you want you want to kind of draw focus to the thing that you're experiencing that night. Uh, there, I guess, is certainly a place for the songs about her writing something or other, like a rodeo in the back Brett of Elridge the truck. There it is. Thank you. <laughs> While I pattered and, and padded for time. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I actually do have you know probably more to say, but you know I think I'll I'll stop myself there um, on, on can't stop us. Uh, after that was I like it loud. Maybe I did it correctly. Maybe I didn't. We didn't have cat for me to follow, so it definitely wasn't like how I've taught it at line dance club because I have taught it two step sheet. But I think I'm more or less defaulted to like a combination of how I did it at Mavericks and Kodiaks back in the day, and like the two things that I remember I was supposed to relearn. So for those of you who may not have heard me in the background, it is Brett Elridge and Thomas Rhett. So those, that, those are the artists of that particular song. Um, but back to Juicy Fruit. So yes, Juicy Fruit, if my recollection is any better than yours, we'll see. Um, I recall him being, sh- Joey being shocked that neither of us knew Juicy Fruit. 
and was like, how do you guys not know Juicy Fruit? I'm like, I don't know. It hasn't come up yet. And you're like, well, I've seen it. And he goes, oh, well, I'm going to request it. And like, you're like, oh, okay, I got this. And like, so then you are focused. And I was like, I am not in any kind of mental capacity to attempt to learn this right now and then go make a fool out of myself on that dance floor. So I'll go ahead and let you do that. And then you can just teach it to me later, (laughs) which you were kind enough to do the following week, actually, um, in like three or four songs before it was played so that I could go out there and attempt it as well. Um, You can definitely read step sheets faster and more... Um, efficient than I can I question a lot of the th- way step sheets are written and I go wait is this what they mean or is this what they mean and it's just I get it in my head so um, I trust you more than me when it comes to that fast impromptu speed learn um, and then as for can't stop us that's one of those that I have seen them song switch when it comes to stagecoach and or in SoCal venues. We have not song switched it yet up here. It is one that I enjoy knowing that um, how much that meant to Elliot at the time when he choreographed it and that it still gets played now. I remember a year or two ago, well, I say a year or two ago since 2020 did not have a Vegas, but a Vegas or two ago, Uh, It got played up on, or it got played in the lobby, and I remember taking a picture of the screen and sending it to him, and him being very, very excited that it's still played, because that still does mean something to him, even if he's not quite so prominent in the line dance scene in LA as much as he used to be. Um, But yeah, so that kind of has a special memory in the sense of like, it's interesting because... I know a lot of these choreographers now. I really do. But for some reason, when it comes to Can't Stop Us, I almost get like this little giddy like, I know the choreographer. Because I remember knowing the choreographer when I didn't know any of the choreographers. <laughs> so like, he was one of the first choreographer that I had met and been able to like really identify as a choreographer. So I think that's a little nostalgic for me in that sense. So I definitely enjoy getting out and dancing that one. As for I Like It Loud, I don't actually remember what's correct and what's not anymore because I have seen it done so many different ways and I have learned it so many different styles to it that I'm like, I really just need to look at the step sheet, relearn it, and do it correctly. Um, Because... There's this like weird heel turn hold thing that they do and then they shuffle forward instead of like a cross shuffle. You saying the people at the bars? Yeah, in, in our area. Um, there's a, there's a, a point where I believe in this dance that we're supposed to like do toe struts backwards, but everybody goes forward. I, I, I am so confused on this dance. Like, so I just kind of like try and keep my movements small and kind of similar to everyone else's um knowing full well that I'm doing it incorrectly (laughs) so I kind of I think I was kind of there with you with the some mixture version of here's what is correct and here's what's not correct and we're just gonna kind of go with it and I'll just I'll just own it at this point and I know that 2021 is a chance for fresh starts and leaving the past behind us and bygones and so on, but I'm just going to go ahead and break the seal this year and be the first to say cha-cha caliente is not a thing. It's I like it loud. Anyway, that's that's all I have to say about that particular dance. <laughs> uh, any other thoughts before going to the next one? No. Cool. All right. Cleveland Boys slash Shuffle. Uh, I danced Cleveland Boys. Uh, that is what is danced in... Sacramento. Um, and it's one of the two dances that's done to this song in Reno because they're very inclusive. They do Cleveland Boys on uh, two of the walls and uh, Cleveland Shuffle on the other two walls. So maybe front and back and then side to side. Those, those will be the two different dances that they do. Uh, I remember Cleveland Boys a little more cleanly because that's the one I taught to Sonoma State Line Dance Club after I learned that it's a completely different dance than the one 
that we did in Sonoma County back in like Mavericks and Kodiak's days. Uh, Cleveland Shuffle has a little bit more wall changey, lift your leg up like you're peeing on a hydrant stuff. Uh, and it's fun, but because I don't think I've ever taught that exactly, I don't have it uh, locked into my memory to the point where I'd be confident in just busting that out uh, first wall. Whereas Cleveland Boys, I think I had like midway through my three quarter turning shuffle, I had the rest of the dance more or less. Um, but I do have memories of Cleveland Shuffle with like Ron and, and Charles and yeah. that group of friends all doing the, the lifts. Also, I remember in Sonoma County, we would do our the all the uh, 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 um, where they do it in the music. And then when they do the woo, we would woo on the woo. I later discovered that Sacramento does three uhs and a woo, but they're still saying uh in the music. So we don't teach that in Sonoma County. We just don't do it. We don't, I mean, I did it for Sonoma State Lion Dance Club, but it wasn't ever really a thing for Hot Monk or Twin Oaks. And I think that's okay because I, I think there might be some confusion about which version we would do. And I just stay out of that altogether. We just don't do it. So Cleveland Boys, Cleveland Shuffle. I have technically learned Cleveland Boys at some point. I don't know if I could accurately do it. I mean, I'm sure I could follow enough to figure it out. But Cleveland Shuffle is one that I very, very crystal clear remember Charles and Ron absolutely loving in our area. Other than the two walls or whatever that they do in Reno, I have never seen this dance anywhere else. So I am very comfortable with not teaching Cleveland shuffle um to be fair I don't actually teach either of them because there is a little bit of that confusion but I do know that it has been so many years since I have danced Cleveland shuffle so I wanted to see what I remembered versus how long it took me to if like if I remembered it so I took this little teeny tiny spot on the floor while everybody else was dancing that one right on the edge to try and get it back and I can say I got it back after like the second maybe third wall I finally picked up the pieces that I was missing and so I finally I was finally able to enjoy it the way I remembered being able to dance it many moons ago when I was first learning line dancing so that was kind of one of those throwbacks to way back when um that I chose to partake in as opposed to following Cleveland boys. Uh, for our last oh, seven minutes, I'm going to read off uh, about half of the ones that we have remaining on this list. Uh, we have Dancing Well, Intoxicated, Walking Wazzy to the song Born to Boogie, Chill Factor, Sugar Honey IT, Cruisin', and I didn't write down the song, so hopefully you'll remember what we did it to, uh, Mbop slash Dance With Me to the song Shut Up and Dance by Walk the Moon, I believe. Uh, and the get up. Um, so going back to where I was dancing these, we have Dancing While Intoxicated. I remember learning that cleanly enough to teach it for Snow State Line Dance Club because I believe, again, Morgan and Riley wanted to learn it. So I, f I feel good when I do that one on the floor at Stoney's. There are a lot of things that happen on the floor during that dance when other people are dancing it. But I like I like feeling like, yes, I remember these steps as I learned them from the sheet. Uh, walk and Wazzy, there were not many of us doing Walk and Wazzy. Three, uh, three uh, as you gesture. Um, and I think I tried to teach Bocephus to Born to Boogie briefly in Sonoma County. It didn't really work out. Uh, I really like Walk and Wazzy to it, so I'm fine to just do that. Um, I, I, I think I also did Walk and Wazzy as a retro line dance teach, and I'm glad that I went with that one. It was uh, a, a solid uh feel of a teach and I, I believe that one should be carried forward as a classic of line dance uh speaking of classics we then have chill factor again a lot of weird stuff happens on the floor for that and i've probably learned it properly um multiple times so what i do is sort of, sort of a combination of those um sugar honey it i didn't play with as much as i often do at stoney's and i think that's okay for this point in the evening i still enjoy it uh, cruising again. I don't remember the the song that we did it to, but I remember enjoying dancing it. 
I haven't done umbop to shut up and dance in a very long time because I usually, when Keith is there, do throwdown slash kitchen sink, which I originally choreographed to um, small town throwdown ages and ages ago. It's like my first real complete line dance. But since he wasn't there, you and I did dance with me, which is done in SoCal. Uh, one of my first SoCal regional learns. And then the get up was played. I did not dance it. All right, so back it up a little bit. Uh, dancing while intoxicated, or DWI, I was out there and danced. Uh, that's one that, for some reason, I didn't question at all, even though I don't dance all that often. Um, Walk and Wazzy was certainly an interesting experience because uh, you and I definitely dance it. We've danced it enough because Jeff loves that dance, so we've heard it a bunch when we did Hot Monk and Twin Oaks. And with it having only one other guy out there, I definitely felt like we needed to be out there and supporting and strong. And I tried not to throw too many fancy footwork movements into it. Since it was just the three of us, I didn't want to accidentally throw him off somehow or even lose my place. Um, Chill Factor. Chill Factor is one of those that I had to learn properly because I had the opportunity to teach it in Vegas. I was one of the teachers for it for the um, the flash mob at the Las Vegas that was held. And so I definitely remember that teach. And so I definitely remember the dance more two-step sheet than I once knew it as. Uh, Sugar Honey IT, I did play with a little bit because that is just one of those that I definitely play with. But I also didn't go over the top. Uh, cruising. Uh, I could probably remember the song if I thought hard enough. Dance with me is one of those that I was thoroughly excited that Keith was not there because I always, that was one of the ones that we learned together and we have the memories of dancing it with Colleen at Grayton when she would perform it. So like it's got this a whole other special place. So I was really excited that we got to dance that one. I as well did not dance the get up. Um, and then after that, I will hand the mic back. Okay, a lot of these are repeats. So these will be quick. Uh, Aw Shucks was played again, so I followed it again. Uh, Slow Song was proud to be an American. I did not answer that. And that was 11.45 p.m. We then did Gimme Gimme, and I'll come back to that. Electric Slide, Man, I Feel Like a Woman. Same song, same dance repeated. Uh, Nasty Girl to Wobble, again at 11.56. Country as can be to Whiskey Drinking SOB. Again, at 11.59. And then the last song, which I did not dance, was Fishin'. I learned it once upon a time, but I don't remember it anymore. Uh, that was the last song, and it ended at 12.05 a.m. Um, quick note about Gimme Gimme. I still enjoy it. I still love all the shaking and the wiggling. And I love that at the end, we have that memory of going, huh, because that's how Rebecca taught it in Vegas. Same Z's. I was really excited to get to do Gimme Gimme because it's been a while since I've been able to dance it for many reasons. Uh, that is actually the dance that you were talking about and we were referencing earlier when we said that we had wa- were watching videos of us at uh, uh, Palm Springs that we were like, wow, we have come a long way. Uh, as for fishing, that is certainly one that I enjoy. I thought Kat did a really good job on that. I was kind of shocked that that was the last song of the night. Um, I'll go ahead and get on my soapbox real quick since you got on yours. Uh, Proud to be an American is not an appropriate slow dance song. Slow dance is meant to be like all romantic and mushy and sweet. And that is not a romantic song. I am sorry. That was just offensive for romance all across the board. So that is my quick soapbox. And I figure why not? Um, Other than that, I thought that this was actually a really, really fun night. It was an interesting challenge getting out there and trying to make some of these repeats fresh and new. Um, I'm glad we threw down that challenge and it was nice to be among people again dancing. So that was thoroughly enjoyable. So I'm glad we had this experience. Yeah, it was nice being on a floor also. Like we've danced out uh, nearby at a public park, but it's concrete. You're going to tear up your shoes. You're going to feel stiff in your joints. You're going to throw out your back. This was nice because we had a floor and there were enough dances where there was room on the floor that we could really like stretch our dancing wings, uh, so to speak. Uh, they still have the thing where it's technically not a cover charge. It's like you're buying a coupon so that you can get food. So, you know, it's all above board and everything. I'm looking forward to a day when everybody's been vaccinated. Nobody has to worry about getting sick. 
Uh, you don't have to buy food or whatever. You can just get a drink if you're feeling thirsty, and we don't have to wear masks because we're all healthy. That, that'll be nice to look forward to somewhere down the line. Agreed. Wow, we're super early. We got like 30 whole seconds left on this. Uh, definitely check us out on Line Dance Podcast, linedancepodcast.com. Uh, linedancer-radio.com is where you can see uh, our live airings of pre-recorded episodes every week. Uh, and also just check to see how many Crystal Boot Awards uh, Line Dancer Radio has won in the last couple of years. It's, uh, the answer may surprise you. Anyway, uh, for Line Dance Podcast, this has been Christopher Gonzalez with... Megan Barcelia. Uh, we thank you for tuning in. Until next time, we will see, see you on, on the, the dance, dance floor. floor.